the job of a leader is to resolve problems and eventually to help a group of people to, <laughs> to do the same and resolve their problems. And when we are talking about problem resolution, I always tell them, in life, there are no obstacles, only enigmas. And another way to put it is when you face a difficult situation, can you choose between resistance and creativity? If you want strong leadership in the years to come, innovation and creativity will be super important. We know where the world is going, right? And if you need to increase your innovation, you, you have two options. You can bang on the wall and, and hope you will destroy the problem. And you might eventually do so. Or you switch on the creative option and you build a ladder and you get on the top of the wall and you bring in with you for the next leg of the journey and you have something on your back pocket. Welcome to the Mind for Life podcast. The Mind for Life podcast. Where your thinking can change your life. And now, here's your host, Jeff Bogazic. What's up, everybody? Welcome once again to the Mind for Life podcast. My name is Jeff Bogazic, and I will be your host here where we talk about how transforming your thinking can transform your life. Today on the program, how leaders can instill confidence in their team members, why hitting a wall can turn out to be the best thing for you, and how success is about more than you. Thanks for tuning in today. We have with us Coralie Saruk on the program. She is a business transformation consultant who helps global, yes, global organizations create efficient team dynamics. She believes the ultimate competitive advantage is made of the right talents working hand in hand. Her business is in the UK by way of Singapore, and you'll find out a little bit more about that. But she's originally from France, and a side note, she speaks five languages. That is impressive to me, by the way. Coralie is fascinated by mind transformation and human skills, and she shares her insights on how to work happy on her website, CoralieSaruk.com. We had a wonderful talk and I so much enjoyed having the opportunity to speak with her and you're going to learn a ton from her. But before we get into the interview, let me mention just a couple of things. First, I want to read a review of the week. So each week I'm going to shout out one of our reviewers here on this program. So this one goes out to BRYPD who says... Great podcast that explores actions, thoughts, and how they relate. Jeff always explores a topic that is both practical and thought-provoking. Positive glasses for the win. Actually, the review says positive glasses, FTW. I didn't know what that meant because I'm not hip yet with the new lingo of all the cool kids. But I figured it out and looked it up on UrbanDictionary.com. 
for the win. So thanks to Brian Donovan all the way from Santa Monica, California for giving that review. And it's also nice to know, by the way, that one out of one listeners found that review helpful. So I'm excited about that. If you would leave a review for us, head on over to iTunes and subscribe to Mind for Life podcast, and we will possibly read that review right here on the program. Secondly, I want to mention our podcast sponsor. It is Bluehost.com. Bluehost is a leading web solution services provider. Founded in 2003, they've continually innovated new ways to deliver on their mission, which is to empower people to fully harness the web. So if you are looking to start a website, start a podcast, start a blog, Bluehost is the solution for you. And let me say that I use them regularly. They host Mind for Life. They are a wonderful company and they provide a great service. So you can sign up with them. Head on over to mindforlife.org and scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the link for only $2.95 a month for hosting and a free domain. You can't beat it. All right, the show notes for this program are located on our website, mindforlife.org forward slash zero two three. Stick around to the end where I share my top takeaways from my interview with Coralie. And finally, let me mention this. I'm going to be starting a new feature, Five Minutes on Friday where I give a five-minute reflection on a particular topic that will hopefully be inspirational to you and help you to think a little bit deeper and a little bit differently. And I'm hoping this is going to be beneficial for you, so be looking for that in the near future, five minutes on Friday, coming soon. All right, let's get right into the interview with Cora Lee. All right, Coralie, thank you so much for being here again on the Mind for Life podcast. It's great to have you with us. Oh, thank you, Jeff. I'm, I'm actually honored to be, to be part of the journey. Great. Now, we've read through your bio. Can you just tell our audience a little bit about what you do and what your business is all about? Sure. So I would say in simple words, I make people work together in a sense that's what I do. Um, but my business is mostly about business transformation. Mm-hmm. So um, I help organizations land a vision in, in reality and, and help them grow. Um, technically, if you prefer, it is to align what they do and who's doing it for them towards their development. But I would say practically, it's all done to human interactions. And that's really what fascinates me. How did you get started and how did you develop a fascination for the interpersonal human interactions? Um, So, you know, 
I, I started um, with a lot of delivery work and I realized that if you want to achieve anything in business, you need people to feel good about doing the work. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that's what keeps them going. Um, and to do so, you need to understand the way they get motivated. You need to inspire them to grow. You need to help them fully appreciate positive relationships they could build outside of the personal sphere. And I found that working with things that are directly into their minds and can be translated into a better experience at work was absolutely fascinating because you have all many different experiences with all many different people. I'm looking on your website because uh, some of the stuff that you are talking about there, especially on your fresh ideas page, is very interesting to me um, because some of the things that I think are characteristics or qualities that contribute to a better life. You know, our podcast is about exploring how people think and, you know, where are some destructive patterns and how to help them think better. And you talk about efficient thinking patterns and high emotional intelligence. Can you talk a little bit about what are some of the common maybe blockades or obstacles that you find uh, in the people that you work with? And then how do you go about um, helping to change that? Um, so I I would say that the, f- the first one that comes to mind is definitely confidence. And it seems very broad at first, but if, if you think about it, when you don't have confidence, you're, you're in a sort of trap and you can't expand anything, be it your thinking, be it what you want to do. Um, being taking a risk, you know, to do something different. Um, and that aspect, very strong aspect of fear of failure that we kind of all experience at some point in life is very, very present in, in the corporate world nowadays. So when I, I look at a team or an individual, I think the first thing you need to give them to for them to be able to develop and and be more aware of who they are and what they can do is trust and it's something probably we tend to oversee quite a lot uh, nowadays because people and organizations are very profit driven they are not necessarily uh, long-term and sustainability driven and therefore people driven and i think if we can shift from um, a bit less material outcomes to let's work on who's going to be there on the long term and develop growth, we will make a, a lot of uh, progress towards having more emotionally aware people and, and the rest of the good work will follow. Do you find that when organizations uh, maybe increase the trust that they have in their employees that there's a relationship between that and their employees' confidence levels? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I can give you two examples of it. Um, working with teams, I, it happened to me that I landed in a situation where I had to help broken teams. 
And when you have a, a team that has to deliver something for the organization, but is, is broken, you deal with individuals, um, who, who can't communicate one with, with another. Um, there's no communication. The people are completely disengaged. Um, and, and when you ask them to move and expand their comfort zone, there's nothing. They can't do it. Uh, on the other hand, when you land in a team that has had in the past a strong leader, people are, um, are up to challenge um, because they know that failure is not, not the long-term game. It's just something that happens. And then they switch on the growth mindset and they are able to look for the opportunity to learn the lesson and, and to do better. And when you embed that sort of leadership in an organization, then you get people giving their maximum. Uh, so you're making a great point. I think that the leadership in an organization is a huge key. And when leaders maybe um, contribute to a culture of suspicion or a culture where they're, uh, the people working there do not feel trusted, do not feel confident, that that is going to really hinder the organization. Now, here's my question. How do you help leaders who maybe that's kind of the defa default way that they go about doing their job? How do you help them to kind of do a better job at leading? So w when it comes, I would say, to leadership, um, I, I feel there are two aspects you need to marry. And it's a fine line between the two. You have the personality of the person and, and everything that comes with it. And here I'm thinking of their past. What happened before they get into that role or that position? Do they want it? Do they like it? Are they afraid of it? Um, so this is a very, uh, a very strong aspect to consider. And this is often when you start. Um, as for any relationship, you need to know the person. And by role modeling this with themselves, I hope that they will do the same for their people and try to, to, to be curious about who's in the team, what are their preferences, how they like to work, what, what is their comfort zone, what is the thing they really don't like, where they need to progress. So this is more the personal introspection for a leader. Now, on the other hand, um, you know, in a sense, the job of a leader is to resolve problems and, and eventually to help a group of, group of people to, <laughs> to do the same and resolve their problems. And, and when we are talking about um, problem resolution, I, I always tell them, in, in life, there are no obstacles, only enigmas. And another way to put it is when you face a difficult situation, can you choose between resistance and creativity? Um, if, if you want strong leadership in the years to come, um, innovation and cre creativity will be super important. We, we know where the world is going, right? Um, and, and if you need to increase your innovation, uh, facing problems, you, you have two options. You can bang on the wall and, and hope you will destroy the problem. And you might eventually do so, but you'll get tired at some point. Or you switch on the creative option and you build a ladder and you get on the top of the wall and you bring in with you for the next leg of the journey and you have something on your back pocket. So the point in that story 
is that when you see obstacles as enigmas, you switch on the creative mind and you're curious about going what's going on. You move away from the emotional and a lot of the of the, I would say, emotional backlog we see nowadays in leadership and the behavior you describe, you know, um, people feeling attacked, uh, very directive management, um, um, profit over purpose, um, often come from the emotional reality of the people who are there because they are so scared of making that mistake that will cost their job that they pass it on to their teams. Okay, so you got into something that I really wanted to talk about because I'm very interested in it. You talk about the emotional uh, content there and one of the areas on your website that you talk about for helping teams and individuals is high emotional intelligence. And there's uh, been a lot of studies that have said how your emotional intelligence or your EQ is more important for your success than your IQ. And one of the components of that is self-awareness, being able to understand your own emotions when you're in positions. Talk about that a little bit and how important that is and how important you have found that to be in your work. So, you know, um, as, as we are for the past few years, moving towards the work reality where we need to cooperate with people because we have a lot of information. Everything is online, on time and instant. And therefore, to keep up with the pace, we, we cannot be in, in a cubicle working all alone. Um, therefore, it's, it's kind of something new for um, the, the human beings we are. And if you consider it's been happening for, let's say, the past 10 years. So in, it increases a lot of what we have to take in, in terms of social interactions. And when you have so many problems, so much information, uh, so many situations you go through during the day, and if it happens that you don't take a break, you get very quickly into cognitive overload. Your brain basically switches off because it's too much information, you know, it's kind of a massive bug. And I found that this is something that it's probably um, contributing to that very high emotional charge we've seen today in the workplaces because people don't know yet how to stop, how to get a bit of solitude, even if it's five or 10 minutes and, you know, reflect on what is happening, take some, take a step back, um, how they feel, what's going on, how I am today. When, when you are a leader, you are responsible for your people and, and, and you cannot get into that very strong emotional thing, right? You cannot tell somebody, oh, I'm not in the good mood today. Uh, we'll talk about this tomorrow. No, you cannot do that. <laughs> Yeah, you can't just like say, I'm shutting down for a day, right? And uh, <laughs> I'm going to go do something else and we'll figure it out tomorrow. Uh, that's, that's, that's a wonderful point. Let me ask you about yourself and on your journey, uh, your, your own journey personally. You have a, a very successful business. You have, as we've talked uh, before, before we got on the call here a little bit, you've been around the world. Um, tell me... What do you think personally have been the biggest keys to your own success? I think um, it's been never, ever to give up. And we often see our not giving up as, you know, you persevere. 
But it can be one aspect, but another one is to pivot. Um, if I give you a personal example, um, as you as you said, I've I've worked in the, internationally in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, and of course it's been great. You know, it, it gave me completely different perspectives on the way people relate to one another. It's been fantastic inspiration for my work. But I'm a human being, and and as a human creature, I like the path of less resistance. I'm I'm just programmed for it, and when you find a way that works, what you want to do naturally is to replicate. And I found myself in situations where, for instance, what was working in Africa didn't work in Asia at all. And of course, sometimes it's been hard because you feel like you have to start all over again. Um, you know, we've all been there. Um, and to make a graceful exit out of those situations, what has been key for me is, is as we were discussing before, to take a step back and to pause, to get what I know, to try something new, to move on no matter what, you know, to bring that element of resilience. Because at the end of the day, um, in any journey, personally or professionally, what matters is to keep exploring and this is where I, I came on, don't give up. Um, keep exploring what you were intentionally doing and maybe not necessarily under the same lens. And this is where you need to have the intelligence to pivot and to use what you know and to try something different. What, uh, so what does it mean for you to be successful? What, what does that mean for you? I would say that dealing with people quite a lot <laughs> the most universal definition i can think of is is to work for something bigger than myself and the reason why i like it humility aside is is that it doesn't involve any material measurement you know we often link success to material stuff and the definition of success like accumulation of something you know money, uh, the senior people you hang out with, the power of decisions you make, and, and the more you have, the, the better it is. It's kind of everywhere. But for me, um, success uh, at work or at home is, is to be able to answer yes to that simple question, is what I do now beneficial for someone else? And if the answer is yes, of course you get a sense of achievement. Um, we were discussing earlier of um, what I called broken teams, um, where people were really deeply unhappy. And when we achieved anything at work together, success wasn't really if we managed to deliver this or to land a new product. Um, for me, it was to hear someone to tell me, oh, wow, that was great. I, I enjoyed myself and I learned so much. And then I knew I, I did my job. I made a difference. And hopefully, you know, that person uh, will pass this on to other people they work with in the future. And there is an element of continuity that is often a, a small success we forget to celebrate. Yeah, you're talking about uh, making people better, and hopefully making the world a better place by doing that. The the other aspects of that, whether you have these things or you make businesses more profitable, are more secondary. Is that right? Yes, correct. Of course, you know, um, we are in a world where profit is important, a very competitive world. And I often think that it's 
it's very extreme, you know, you, you read those things about the world being a better place. It's not about profit, but if you see money as a, as a commu- community, um, you will need it anyway. But the difference is not to make it, you know, the final outcome of, of anything you do. It's there, of course, but there is more to it. There is more to what you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about what you feel has been your biggest failure and what you learned from that. Um, I I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but that's something we're talking about, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, But let me tell you the the story of how I moved from Singapore to London. Um, So my, my, better half had that opportunity to to be back to London and we discussed it and and we made the decision to to relocate together and for me it was absolutely heartbreaking I loved my life in Asia I had a successful business back there it was growing I had no reason whatsoever to live but you know personal is so important in life um, I decided well that's probably what I have to do and then a few weeks later, I just landed in, in London and I remember very well in the afternoon sitting at the kitchen table and crying for half an hour <laughs> because I felt everything I built was right. just trashed, you know? Yeah. My expectation was to keep pushing the business ahead and I was kind of back to square one. And I, we, we all have those moments where we hit the wall and, and this is where the, the lesson uh, comes in. You have only two options when you're there. You keep feeling like a failure and you sit at your kitchen table every day, you cry and, and eventually you quit out of exhaustion or you accept the path of growth and you kind of remind yourself this is something I really like. It's a quote by the Dalai Lama, which is not getting what you want. It's, it's sometimes an immense stroke of luck. And I like it because to be able to, to see your good fortune, you have to let go of your expectations on the first place. You have to trust that the plan could be better if you're not fully in control of it. Um, there is always more to our situations than what we can envision on the first place. And if you don't revisit your expectations, you miss out because the only thing you do is to get enamored with the idea. And it's dangerous. You lose perspective. So my lesson in that one is, okay, my expectations that I set initially are a North Star and they got me on my first few steps in Asia. And good enough. What happens afterwards, who you meet, how you can use what you know, the path you choose for yourself. This is what really matters, not to achieve what you thought was the great thing on the first place. (laughs) Right. That's great. That's great. Um, what would you say are, is the biggest challenge? Um, and you said you don't, you don't want to talk about obstacles. You want to turn them into maybe an enigma, right? Mm -hmm. So what is the biggest enigma that you, Coralie, are facing right now? Um, I will talk a little bit about, um, generational gap there. Um, mostly because, um, dealing with large organizations, you see all kinds of people and you really see the generation transitioning, transition, sorry, happening. So you often have in very senior positions, people who are more older and you have 
very talented people on more junior places. And still for me to bridge those two together is a massive enigma because they're the way they they think the, what they envision for their careers, uh, how they resolve problems is, is completely different. Um, so here there is a challenge, but at the same time, it's absolutely fascinating to bring each part on the journey and to get them to do part of their journey towards the other. And, you know, that element of uh, mutual understanding, of listening, of trying to go beyond the words and understand what really people think and why they think in that way for somebody like me. It's absolutely fascinating because you see I would say many miracles happening when those guys can start to communicate and really work together. You really see the benefit of of the wise older people teaching to the new talented guys and you see those new guys uh, turning this into something that is far far bigger than um, their older senior person would have imagined on the first place but there is still a lot of work to do here. Well, it's good that you are curious about that, right? And you're fascinated about doing that and having to try to understand that better, right? That that helps to propel you in what you're doing, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Well, uh, our time, I don't want to take too much of your time, and you have been so, so wonderful being with us today. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit about where people can find out about you online and uh, how they can kind of connect with you Mm -hmm. there, if you would. Yes. Um, So you mentioned my my website, uh, CarlySavrock.com. If you go to Fresh Ideas is is where I, I write about what I think and and how I help people. It's usually made of my own personal experiences with the people I work with. Um, And I would encourage your audience if they are interested in in emotional intelligence or thinking patterns or resilience to sign up for the newsletter. Um, Otherwise, they can find me on Twitter at Coralie Savrak. This is my Twitter handle. Um, And if they look for me on SlideShare, um, I have a couple of them as well, which are a different way to put ideas together, but um, more visual. Uh, So again, Coralie Savrak, and they will find me there. Excellent. Are you on Facebook at all? I am. Um, Of course I am. Corey Sabrook. <laughs> Doesn't change. Excellent. Well, we will put all of those links in the show notes. And for the listeners, you'll be able to just go to the website um, at Mind for Life and click on the show notes there and get all of that. Corley, you have been wonderful. Thanks for being with me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. It was it was a great conversation and, and really good to to hear your questions and, and have some time with you. That was good. Good. Well, we hope the best for you and uh, we'll connect with you online as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What a great interview with Coralie. And I had such an enjoyable time talking with her. And I want to give you my top three takeaways or my top three lessons from our conversation. Number one, businesses do better when they invest in their people. Specifically, leadership that trusts helps to develop team members who are confident. When we don't trust, 
we create an environment of suspicion that can be very destructive for people and ultimately for organizations. So if you're in a position of leadership or if you're in an organization, do what you can to invest in your team members. Trust them. Build their confidence because that will benefit not only them and not only you, but the entire organization. Number two, learn how to pivot and never give up. You know, we all hit a wall at some point in our lives. Something happens, circumstances uh, create a wall in our lives. And for some of us, those walls come more than once. When that happens, we can sit down and feel like a failure, or as Coralie said so beautifully, we can accept the path of growth. And I love the quote that she gave from the Dalai Lama that says, sometimes not getting what you want is an immense stroke of luck. Isn't that an incredible perspective? When the wall hits us, we have a tendency to kind of collapse, but to look at things from a different perspective and realize I can either stop or I can now pivot and keep going. So never give up. And then number three, I really, really loved what Coralie said about success. And for her, success was being able to answer yes to the question, is what I'm doing beneficial to someone else? And so many times and so prevalent in our culture, we focus uh, our success on what we can get for ourselves. But there's a different level that we need to be on. We might call it the meta level. And that's when we get on a level beyond ourselves and begin to think about things that are bigger than we are about contributing to a goal uh, or a dream that is bigger than us. We think about what we are doing for other people and what we are doing to make the world a better place. And so I want to encourage you to find ways to get to the meta level. Find ways to stop thinking about yourself and begin thinking about what kind of a contribution you can make in the lives of others. That is truly successful. Well, I hope this podcast has been informative and helpful to you. Remember again, the show notes are at mindforlife.org forward slash zero two three. You can leave comments right there on the page or suggestions on how we can make this podcast better. And also remember to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review that we will share right here on the show. Thanks again so much for listening and we'll talk with you next time.